Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a, a Long Island legend, a rock legend, and uh, one of the founding members of Lloyd's the Cult. And we've had him before, and he's just absolutely, absolutely terrific. Albert Bouchard is our very special uh, special guest. And, uh, and well, man, I hope I don't blow this name. I just got it from um, Imagininos. Did I got it? No, no, it's Imaginos. Imagine. It's just Imagine with O-S on the end. Imaginos, right? Yeah. The second yeah. single from the uh, from the forthcoming Imaginos 2 album, Bombs Over Germany. Uh, Independence Day is already out, and uh, that's terrific. Yes. And Imaginos. Uh, hey, Albert, thrilled to have you, man. What's that? I'm thrilled to have you. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here. Well, it, give us a give us a little preview of uh, what to expect from this album. Uh, how long was it in the making, first of all, and uh, and and uh, what were your expectations beforehand? And 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 uh, I'm sure you're very happy with how it came out. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm delighted. Actually, I was sh- I'm actually kind of shocked that it came out so good, to be honest. But but uh, I've been working on this. Well, this is this is something that Sandy Perlman had uh, had told me about back in 1967 so if you count that from when i first heard about it then it's a really long time so uh (laughs) but but the actual recording of this record well uh, so last year i put out reimagine us which was a reimagining of the first that blue icy cult put out in 1988 and so i had I had this idea that I wanted to do it a different way. I was not, to be totally honest, I was not happy with the Blue Oyster Cult's version of it, you know, and it wasn't their fault. It was just, you know, circumstances, the radio, the, uh, the record company gave me a hard time about it. And so they, you know, they were getting involved in the production of the record, which was not good. So uh, I wanted to do it my own way. I did it. And what, as as I was finishing it, I was thinking, oh, well, if this sells and people really like it, which it already seemed like they would, then I'm just going to do the, the three volumes that we plan to do, you know, that, you know, that Sandy and I talked about when we were doing the first one. So um, I was so it was really about I didn't get serious about it until I guess around January, or February. I think when I and I finished it in uh, early June, so it took about six months. Oh, listen, congrats on it! And Thanks. you know, you kind of touched on a, a big picture item. Um, you know, you're talking about you know back then, you know, big money going into recording, and and that was probably Columbia, right? Was that Columbia that yes, label? yes. So it's Columbia. I, you know, look, we don't have the business the way it was then, and certainly uh, with rock bands and everything. But you get some freedom, and you know the the studios are different. Did you use a Pro Tools setup or something like that, Cubase, or, or did you use? Yeah, a I, uh, yeah, I use a digital. Everything was digital, basically. I mean, except for you know the the performances themselves. Yeah. You know, I used amps and and mics and all of that stuff, but. Uh, it, the the recording medium was a, a 
Apple Logic, actually, is what I used, Logic Pro. And that's a really great uh, DAW in the business, digital audio workstation. And uh, even the drums were, uh, they were recorded uh, via MIDI because uh, I, my studio is my apartment. You know, it's a it's a pre-war building, so I can make a, a reasonable amount of noise without bugging anybody too much. But I couldn't really have real drums. <laughs> that would be too much in a New York City apartment. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta try and uh, be considerate of my neighbors. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, but but listen. I mean, really, just think about the the difference, and uh, and and you've seen it all. I mean, you mentioned 1967. Between 1967, yeah. it's 54 years. I know that because I'm I was born in 1967. Right? But uh, uh. in 54 years, think of everything that's changed and what oh, yeah. saw and and the cult right. saw and and everything else. And you're still doing. Yeah. You're still putting out great music, man. I got to hand it to oh. you. Thank you. Well, I, I, you know, I took a break from my music career for about 31 years. And I, even though I still did music, it was more like a hobby because I had a full-time job as a teacher in a New York City public school. And so I could only work in the summer and on weekends. So it was not, you know, now I've retired in 2018 and really put doing full-time music every day. I do something with you know, I, I'm playing with six different bands and I have gigs and it's great. It's all great. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm a part of the New York City uh, musician circle. Yeah. Well, listen, for yeah. good reason. Uh, uh, just curiosity. What were you teaching in the public school? They must the kids must have been thrilled when they found out who the hell was teaching them. Um, you know, a lot of people might not, you know, they maybe different styles of music. But, uh, you know, boy, I, I could just imagine people saying, hey, Albert Pashad is, is my teacher. What were you teaching? Uh, well, I, I taught music on and off for that whole time. But uh, other times I, you know, I uh, taught out of license. I taught just about every subject except for foreign language. I taught science. Uh, history, math, English. Uh, so, uh, but I taught, and and I, and I was assistant principal for six years. So, wow. but all that time, I would always, I would always have like a lunchtime jam session. Usually, you know, where I would go in the music room, you know, and even if I wasn't teaching music, I, the music teacher would let me go in with the kids, and and I'd teach them how to play some rock songs, and 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 we always, I always played every graduation after the first year. The first year, they had the other music teacher have have a little music, and uh, and the teachers are like Albert, you know, the Chuck, <laughs> Albert's got to do it. Let Albert do it. Yeah. Let him, you know. So after that, I was always would uh, prepare the band to to play at graduation, you know. And that was great because we did all kinds of stuff. We did a lot of pop music. We did some early rock and roll. And we did some rap. I mean, we did everything. Hey, uh, what's what's next? I know you. Uh, you're a lot of people are waiting to talk to you before you go. Uh, what's the rest of the year look like for you or next year? Do you have any plans to tour? Uh, you do have a, a, anything set in stone or is COVID a big part of it as well? Well, it, COVID definitely helped me uh, get these two records out because uh, before the pandemic, I had all these gigs booked with uh, my other, my main band, which is Blue Coop. 
the yeah. band that I have with my brother Joe and Dennis Dunaway from Alice Cooper. So, but uh, so what we're doing now, uh, Blue Coop is uh, uh, we're getting ready. We're working on a new record, and it's actually going to be a deluxe package with uh, a bunch of DVDs. It's going to have all of our official uh, music videos plus three others that nobody's ever seen before. So. Um, and then the, the album is going to be uh, some extended mixes of songs that we already put out and also about a half a dozen new songs that nobody's ever heard. So, so that's one thing that's happening. I'm also working on a Dictator's record, wow. which we put out two singles. The next single is coming out this coming Thursday. And uh, and then we have a, a Christmas, uh, well, a holiday record. It's not Christmas, but it's it's going to come out around next month. And then we we also are planning on touring starting in um, uh, late May. We're going to be touring in the beginning of the summer, and then we have a show overseas in August. So we might be doing some uh, some European dates around that that gig too. So, uh, Albert, yeah. thr thrilled to have you as always, man. Uh, you, you're the best. Congrats on all your success, and Blue Coop is just terrific. I'd love to talk to you uh, at length about yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Albert Bouchard, thanks for being here. Thank you. Listen, I, I could talk to him forever. His brother Joe and uh, Dennis Dunaway we've had on from Alice Cooper. I mean. Uh, the, these guys, they're not making any more of them. And that world that we grew up in, and I grew up in at least, hard rock and metal and rock, uh, it's just not there anymore. And the Bashad brothers are, are two of them. And here on Long Island especially, these guys have uh, have put together a, a you know, a, you know, a hell of a career. And Bloys to Cult. Uh, we had Eric Bloom on the show, and uh, you know Joe and uh, and Albert, of course. But uh, Imaginos, Imaginos, is that what you said? Image. <laughs> Shame on me. I mean, my God, uh, Imaginos is uh, is is the name of the the project, and it's the second single is released from the uh, forthcoming Imaginos two album. Um, and it's uh, it's called Bombs Over Germany, is the album's name. Independence Day is out, and is already out. Get these albums. Albert Bashad, absolutely terrific. Bloys to call great guy, and imagine having him as a music teacher, growing up in New York City, and and hearing all the different uh, stories, and you know the Black and Blue tour. You know they toured with Black Sabbath. Uh, that uh, that year it was just absolutely amazing um you know i saw them both in the coliseum and the garden and uh, yeah, both shows were j just great and boys to cult was great and dio had just uh, uh was with uh, was with sabbath and so you had you know whole whole dynamic going on there frank mckay signing off albert brashad has been our very special guest frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on breaking it down